You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. It's five o'clock in the morning. You've just pissed on a dumpster. It's Miller time. Oh, he got hit! Look at the finish The return to glory. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. Let's go. All right, we're back. Welcome to Drink and Think with Dak and Dave. We're excited, folks. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to get into today, a lot of news to break down. There's war all over Europe, nukes, what's going to happen. We got crazy stuff happening all over the world, but nothing quite as crazy as war and nukes in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Who saw this one coming? Giselle getting a divorce lawyer. So she can dump that bitch ass husband named Tom Brady. Tom said, I'm running out of fucking fingers for rings here, Giselle. And uh, I got to give yours back. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this is wild. You know, like if you like line by line, like look at the his history and then obviously like within recent years and then like I'm out of, I'm out of new England. That wasn't enough. Got to go win one in Tampa. All right, got one there. I'm outie. JK, I'm back. And then, you know, like, I could totally see her side of the deal here. Like, hey, yeah, we're rich beyond measure. Time to worry about us now. And he's like, fuck no, Snake. <laughs> got to win some championships. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. And this is, uh, you know, this is one of those things, like, you see sometimes in the military where people just stick around too long. Like, Dude. you had it. You could have, you had it. You could have just hung you, hung up your spurs, gone home, been happy, lived on the golf course, and uh, you stick around too long. Eventually, the eventually shit ends up happening, and I think that's kind of what's happened here with, yep. with Tom Brady. Yeah. First off, I don't own spurs, so I would never hang them up because I'm not a douche canoe. But neither here nor there. Um, yeah, actually my wife and I were talking about it and she was like, this is 100% relatable to the military. This is like, you know, you, if it was, this was a voluntary deployment and you were like, Hey, I got to go with the boys one more time. And you're, and you know, the, the wife's like, no, you've got kids, you've got family, you've deployed enough, you've gone enough. And it just, it made me think of the Black Hawk Down quote where, uh, where Hootie's talking and he goes, when I go home, people always ask me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, the Tampa version. When I go home, people always ask me, hey, Tom, why do you do it, man? What, you some kind of Super Bowl junkie? You know what I say? <laughs> I won't say a goddamn word. I just see, like, it's just so relatable. And, you know, he's got to get one more. He's like, man, one more Super Bowl. And, you know, we saw him take the break during the, during the preseason, right? He took 10 days off. Everyone thought, oh, you know, he just promised Giselle something. Uh, maybe they had to go to Disney World, whatever. Formula One racing or something. Yeah, but nope. He, uh, I don't know if they were trying to patch it up or what happened, but what or, an idiot, or, Tom. Or what an idiot. It's all a conspiracy. And this is all set up by Tom. And this is to truly cement his legacy. Look, guys. We're going to rig this up. Giselle's going to leave me. She's really just needs, you know, she wants a nap or something. I'm going to buy an extra masseuse. She's going to go to the hizzy. We're going to split up this season. I'm going to come back. I'm going to win a Super Bowl. She's going to be there at the end. Nice. I'm the greatest. You know, I, I'm i calling that. But, yeah, well, I he's, mean. He's going to have to worry about uh, the wide receiver core there in Tampa Bay if uh, that's going to happen. But that would be a, a pretty good publicity stunt. So uh, the funny thing about this is, uh, you know, you, we think about Tom Brady. He's this icon, right? Football and everything. Uh, but Giselle is, has a greater net worth than he does. Yep. Yep. 
which is bananas. So that yeah, is, that's yeah. a, that's European money and shit. We're not we're not on that level. Yeah. So Tom's it's playing football. Like she's on she's dump football. she's dumping this broke ass piece of shit Tom yeah, yeah. Brady that can't can't get out get out of Wait his a minute. Own way. You're you're not going to Fox. All right, we're done. But that, hey, that's something to be said, though. Like the competitor that Tom Brady is, is I mean, I, I don't think there's a better example of like competitor to your core. The man is literally after whatever, you know, decades of marriage and family and whatnot. And let's be clear, we don't know all the story here and what else yeah. is going on. So we're speculating a lot. But outside looking in, the dude is turning down the family aspect. He's already rich as shit. Fox is saying, hey, shine your pretty face on TV and mumble through some words. We're going to pay you $350 million. And he's like, nah, I got to win. I'm going back with the boys one more time. That's that's like if you can just break that apart and look at that. That's insane. Yeah, it comes to the point where at what point – and obviously he's not performing. This He's not having the season that they wanted uh, necessarily this year. But at what point does this become kind of sad? You know, I, and I, I not that that um, Brett Favre was on the Tom Brady status, not near the Tom Brady status. But I remember when Favre retired and then he yep. came back and then he went to the Jets and then he came back and ended up going to the Vikings, which are like the sworn enemy of the team that he played his entire yep. career at almost. And it was just sad. It was like, dude, like go out on top and what is it about athletes or maybe it's not just limited to athletes. What is it about human beings that has this drive to when you're at the top, you think that you can only go higher. Right. Right. And statistically that's not the case. And you know, it's easy to arm care, armchair quarterback from here, but like I've always said my whole life, like you have to be able to know when that time is. And mm-hmm. I think it's far more important to go out on top. Hey, do call this shot. Dude got it done, went out on a Super Bowl season, said, hey, y'all remember this one, this game right here. Not the – because people aren't going to remember the 9,000 rings Tom has. They're going to – I mean, they will, but, you know, that the last memory is, you know, potentially him shitting the bed. It's like looking at your great aunt, you know, in the casket. You don't remember the fun times where she was, you know, smacking you on the lips. You remember, like, dead old Sue. No, we need that, a, that, that, we that need come to, out around. Maybe we need to go back to uh, your aunt and somehow smacking your lips. I don't know. We'll we'll pass over that quickly. But well, I don't uh, have a, I don't have an aunt named Sue. But if I did, she was probably also like somehow related to me in another way. There you go. Well, you know, uh, yeah. I think it's. I think your point about you gotta have in your mind a time when it's re- it's time to hang it up and i think the the possibility it's always a possibility right it's kind of like the gambler's paradox it's the i if i keep winning then i my the probability of me keeping winning is greater and then if i am losing the probability of me winning gets greater right because you know obviously but it, yeah. that's not the way that life works it's yeah. hey you're at the very top dude you are married to someone that's worth $400 million, almost double what you are, who has her own brand. She's an icon. And by all accounts, just was ready for you to be done so that you guys could do family thing. And, you know, we've seen, like he's, like we were talking about, we've seen it in our military careers where guys, and I think of one in particular, a mentor of mine, couldn't ever hang it up. And then in the end... Now, there's no one else sticking around. I don't think, though, for Tom that it's like that. You, we, you and I see far too often military dudes that retire and don't know what to do because it's been their whole life, right. right? From, you know, 17 when you enlisted to, you know, 40 when you retired. That's your whole life as an adult. And so then you, you had issues with that. I think Tom's deal is purely winning. Yeah. I cannot quit until I win. I have not done what I have set out to do yet. Yeah. Let's, I'll put you on the spot, but um, think of athletes who did, who did kind of go out the right way. 
And I think, you know, like my initial thought was Michael Jordan, but he didn't, right? Because he kind of, he retired and then he unretired. Then he finally is like, no, I I am finally done. Like thinking, trying to think back. I mean, this is pretty common among our, you know, idol superstar athletes of the I'm done. No, I'm not. I'm done. No, I'm not. And then they end up settling somewhere in the bottom. Uh, that's a hmm, that's a very tough one. Um, I don't know. While we're in football, I mean, what do you think about John Elway? That's a potential. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, hmm, Barry Sanders pretty early on, maybe had some more. I'm trying to think of one like quintessential, you know, household name that retired after a Super Bowl win. I can't I can't really like snag one. What about you? Yeah. I, I don't know one either off the top of my head. We've had people that have retired after Super Bowl losses. Um, and, but yeah, I think you've got uh, John Elway is definitely your top one. You know, thinking about the last Super Bowl, you had the Eric Weddle, the safety who came back, he was retired, came back, won the Super Bowl and then retired again. Uh, but that's, I don't think that one really counts, but yeah, I, to be at the level that these athletes have to be at, right? To devote your entire existence to this game and this, the not not just the physical aspects, but the mental toll that it takes. Um, eventually, I think it becomes such a part of your being that you're just not ready. You're not ready to hang it up. You know, this probably goes to there's a, a huge percentage of NFL athletes that are bankrupt by the time that they yeah like a couple yeah. years after they retire, probably the same type thing. But yeah. Um well switching gears, but I'm I'm interested to get your take. So we haven't heard back from the NFL yet on their investigation of the Dolphins organization. But shit, dude, that seems like two weeks ago. Right. Uh the Dolphins fired their uh, their quote unquote third party evaluator that had given uh, two of the pass uh, after the first concussion or you know what what basically everyone's saying is concussion. Now the NFL is trying to add or the NFL Players Association and the NFL are trying to add an additional clause in the concussion protocol. Basically, if they're exhibiting symptoms of like mass mo- or major motor function issues then you know that can get factored into the concussion protocol but from your perspective having a lot more knowledge about that what are your thoughts well i i really do have a lot that i've been thinking about this one not necessarily like concussion related but it really just pisses me off how we as like a culture out even outside of the nfl are so reactionary right Mm -hmm. Why does it take a million dollar franchise quarterback get knocked on his ass to go, well, maybe these aren't uh, really up to snuff standards, huh? Yeah, no, no shit. All right. You know, like it should not take something like that to, to cause an overhaul. Right. Um, you know, and, and then this is way back from when we were talking, like the little, uh, what are they called? Like the little head condom thingies? What are they called? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, the, oh, yeah. The, mushroom the, the, tops? Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah. Helm, the helmet um, caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <clears throat> if we deem them necessary in a first couple of weeks, why don't we deem them necessary for the rest of the season? You right. know, it's like, oh, uh, well, we're okay you getting knocked stupid week six, but, you know, preseason, that's, you know. No, like if this is the standard, that's the standard. You don't deviate from the standard. So I just hate one that it's so reactionary. Two. Um, homeboy was going to get fired. Like you were the sacrificial lamb. It did not matter what findings were there. Dude was done. Um, now do I think that that may have been the right call? Yeah, probably. So looking at it, here's, here's my take. And this is obviously not looking at MRI, MRIs, not looking at, um, the player, the patient himself, not knowing anything else about it, just from the TV view. When you stumble like that and you're a healthy, young 20-year-old man after taking a fall, that's a concussion and until proven otherwise. And then, one, you, you make so much money and have so much expendable money at hand, you do not hold back on all of the tests. Okay. 
Tua should have set out another week. I don't care yeah. what the what the results say. He should have set out. That is your franchise quarterback. It did not pass the snuff smell or the the sniff test rather. It did not pass the sniff test. It looked bad on the field. Something was up. Why don't we give this another week? That win is not worth 10 games season a career. So, yes, I I think they were in the wrong there. And then, man, like you said to me, like, homie went dinosaur arm. Like, it looked like UFC 102 there. Like, he got knocked the fuck out. So Yeah. Yeah, it's – and it's to the point, and and as you know, and you know, in the military, we experience with this all the time. Like those, uh, the you know, head trauma is a it's it builds on itself. It's like cold weather, hot weather injuries. The more you have, the more you susceptible susceptible you are to have in your future. I text so you. For, I text you. Yeah, is yeah. uh, second one comes easier and faster, and sadly, you know. When if you mismanage something like that, that truly is your career because now he is on thin ice. If he gets knocked silly, done. Yeah, and and we've seen quarterbacks who have had you know those injuries, you know whether it's a knee or something like that, that it just never the same. Yep. And when you're playing, I've got to think about Tua when he ever gets back on the field. You got to be thinking in the back of your head, like you know, with a little bit of you don't have the same level of drive and focus because you're like, fuck dude. I like, I mean, he's watched the video now. Cause you know, I'm sure he was not aware of what was going on and he's been like, damn dude. Yeah. Like even what's, if, what's the possibility of this happening again? Right. And even if he's not thinking about himself and he's like thinking about the team or the, the win or whatever, Hey, maybe I won't go for this fourth down extra yard because I could put me out for, games or whatever you know it totally changes your mentality from a you know being a little more conservative on the field so yeah um and second I think and third says, order effects can fuck you absolutely and then i think it says a lot about the miami dolphins as an organization right because we're coming off of they already have an open lawsuit against brian flores for racial yep. discrimination and then they just got fined over the offseason they got fined by the nfl for tampering with tom brady uh so got fined and they're going to pay for in i think they pay a fourth and a fifth round pick so what does it say about an organization what does that say to your your team when you're trying to say hey let's go out there we're a team but then you see them put players in these situations where you know they're hurt and you still put them out there you're you know, you're tampering with other teams when they come to play you. You've got all this kind of background knowledge. And then as an organization, if you're a player in, in the Miami Dolphins locker room, do you really think that your team has your back, that the owners yeah. have your back? Yeah. And then, you know, uh, like immediately when he said that, I started thinking like, I've got a speeding ticket and I've got to go see the judge. Well, he's going to take it a lot easier on me than homeboy over here that's got a felony and six misdemeanors you know that's you know like hey your track record speaks for itself and i completely agree now players the guys getting it done on the field start to question the culture and the intentions of higher management and that's a slippery slope yeah it's the maybe i don't want to play go all out because if i get hurt they're gonna you know they're gonna put me in this situation where i have they want me to go back in and uh, or, you know, as you and I have been fortunate to serve behind some great leaders that we're willing to follow into to hell with a gasoline tanker. And we've followed other leaders that we didn't want to follow to the go- grocery store. So, yeah. you know, when you're in that organization and you don't tr- you don't have that trust, it makes it really difficult to be a cohesive team that can go out and get it done on the field. It is crazy. And then we, we've kind of talked more about the military than we normally do, but it is truly crazy. And I've seen it so many times how an organization can completely change. The same individuals, the same group of men and women will change 180 based on the head person in charge. Yeah. The culture, top down, bottom up leadership. Right. And uh, yeah. So we will see. But um, yeah, there's, 
little bit of news from there, but we also had some damn good games last week. Um, we also had some damn upsetting games. So lead us off. Where are we going? Yeah, we're we're a dumpster fire. We're like holding hands on the short bus right now. Uh, Arkansas A&M look rough. Well, we don't look rough. We just had a couple of – well, you may look rough. We look rough. <laughs> we look rough. It's, it's to the point where I was thinking about this uh, this morning while I was working out, like eight and four season looks pretty damn good right now. Yeah. Like, it, like, like finishing out eight and four, which is still – a lot of our tough games are up front after the Alabama game. We do slide back a little bit. We don't. We have Ole Miss later, which is another scary one. But we got yep. Missouri. We've also got uh, Auburn, which are not those teams aren't up and they're struggling too. So there's yeah. still a possibility. But yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely not the series the season we expected. I will say this is the season that I I kind of I don't want to say anticipated, but it's a season Here. that I. I had I feared was coming with a yeah. number six, uh, but be that as it may, uh, let's hit some biggest winners and losers this weekend. I will give you credit uh, out the gate. Winners with the Wake uh, Florida State pick. Uh, Here we go. Getting the inaugural. Uh, where it's only week five or week yeah week five folks, and we got the inaugural drink and think. Get our first pick. I will Sadly. say this. I will say this. If we were able to pick maybe five games, we would have a better chance of getting in the positives with picking one singular game as your lock. You know, that's, that's, that's tough, but I'm sitting 0 and 5. So, you know, you would expect someone sitting 0 and 5 to say that, but I will say wake Florida state. That was a great pick by you. Um, and I'll give wake a, uh, um, that's a, a, a huge win for them as they're trying to build that program up. It is challenging. You're right. Like <clears throat> to narrow it down to one pick that we want to talk about on a podcast to all six listeners, it's challenging. And then you also have to pick a game that's in- interesting, you know, like nobody gives a shit if you pick USC to cover the spread against Arizona state last week, like whatever. Right. Um, so you got to try to get something in there that that's a fun pick, but also entertaining. And so, yeah, Hey, we're on the board, baby. We'll, we'll shit the bed this week. Don't yeah. you worry. What about so what you? Else? What's your biggest winner uh, of the week? College football? Uh, Okie State, baby. All day. Yeah. Okie State. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, we talked about it last week. I told you, I was like, hey, I think Baylor may be the better team. Oklahoma State kind of owns their own destiny right now. And they said, yeah, suck it. Yeah, coming off a bye, too, which was something that I was worried about in the back of my head. This was the one that the public got right. So the Sharps were on Baylor. Uh, out the gate they said Baylor uh, minus I think it was one and a half was the play and even with Okie State coming off a bye just because Baylor's kind of owned that rivalry over the last couple years Uh, but Okie State came out with a huge statement game and definitely a a big win Um, I will go another team that we we have to talk about uh, as a WS Kansas right so Dude, Kansas game day going to Lawrence first time that Wait. Kansas has been ranked since 2009 first time they've been five and O in a while. I mean, this is just, I mean, this is this, the Cinderella story. Obviously they got to, we'll talk about their game. They got coming up next week in a little bit or excuse me this week, but huge win. Does, does Lance Leupold stick around? <laughs> That's the question we talked about weeks ago. Does he go somewhere? Uh, Does he go to Nebraska? I mean, he's making a, a lot case. Of, he's making yeah. a case to to go. And if you're him, this is one of those things where you know that this is an an aberration. Like this yeah. is not you setting the the culture in Kansas, and all of a sudden they will be able to become this powerhouse. They're always going to be a basketball school. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so take it your dubs when you get it. Leipold, and you should probably skedaddle when you get the chance. Yeah, and and to his credit, man, like I can totally see like, oh, this guy was a Division three world champion, the best that's ever been. Okay, cool. Well, prove prove something. Well, this dude is doing it at Kansas. So, um, and then, you know, we we talk a lot about big-name coaches or at least, you know, up-and-comers 
that go to schools and then, you know, another school officer, why would you leave the program that you're currently in? Like maybe Luke Fickle, they're yeah. moving conferences. Maybe you're on the up and up. Would you go take another school that's a dumpster fire? I agree with you. Kansas is and will be a dumpster fire football school. Hey, you're on the up and up. Maybe you bounce now, but it's always tough to go. Well, I've got something good here. Do I trade it for the unknown? Right. So. Right. And then oh, uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, oh, one, have you seen the, the little videos? Um, at the very end, it's got Herbie on them. I don't actually know who makes them, but they're like two or three little minutes and they're always about the SEC. Yeah, the SEC and, shorts. Yeah. Yeah, they're shorts. Dude, I cannot wait for those to come out every week. I love them. Everyone cracks me the hell up. And it, when I saw the uh, the last one, it just made me think of the old Miss Kentucky game where they're like calling in the miracles and shit. Um, yeah. Old Miss Kentucky was a good game. I, I, I wasn't sure how that was going to turn out, but uh, it was a nail biter down to the very end. Yeah. Yeah. You, hey, don't sleep on Ole Miss. I know. I'm, I'm with you. And they are, they are happily skating under the radar, I think, for a lot of people. Um, hey, and I think that they like it that way because all of a sudden they're going to pop out and then they're going to punch somebody in the mouth. That stadium was jam packed, boy. Yeah. As best it could be. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say biggest loser in my mind. Obviously, there's there's a couple that you could say here, but I'm going to go Oklahoma. Texas a I mean, Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. Oklahoma's yeah. worse. It's too close to home. Yeah. Too close Oklahoma to home. is worse. Yep. So Oklahoma and TCU, that's a huge – like TCU now also, that's a, probably a good winner. But for Oklahoma, not only have you dropped two in a row, not only are you no longer ranked, but on the other side, USC is number six. Russia, yeah. And, and hey, <laughs> I, I'll I'll admit I thought USC was not going to be good this year, and so credit to the transfer portal, NIL, and Lincoln Riley, and you know living it up in in uh, California. But they're they're getting it done. But yeah, uh, old Norman Norman's struggling right now. Apparently, Lincoln Riley packed every ounce of talent that was on that OU roster, stuck it in the belly of the plane, and then flew it out to California because USC is yeah. looking pretty good, and Oklahoma is looking like garbage. Yeah, not only and, did they lose to TCU, it was 55-24, to 24, dude. TCU scores 41 points in the first half. Oof. Damn. Yep. So, yep. yeah, um... What do we have for uh, – let's stay with college right now. What do we have for next week? So next week we got some, we got some great games. Uh, this is going to be a really, really good slate, and there's a lot of stuff going out there. But staying on the same thread, this is the first time – I want to say – I would forget the graphic, but I want to say in like 12 years – for the Red River rivalry, Red River shootout, whatever you want to call between Texas and Oklahoma, neither team is ranked. Man. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And on top of that, that game, while you know, it's always going to get a big draw, right? You got to think whatever team loses that, they're now 500 and they're fighting for eligibility, basically, full eligibility. Kansas and Tennessee are ranked, and neither one of the Red River Red geez, you got Red it. River teams are ranked. Like yeah. what in the Sam Hill is going on in college football? Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, definitely one. That's definitely one that that we can talk about. Uh, a lot of people as we're looking at what Currently, so the line started at minus five. I think it has gone up to minus six and a half uh, for uh, Texas, which is crazy to me. I mean, when was the last time that uh, Texas was ranked this high? And then it's this, you got to attribute this to the fact that Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel is going to be out this week. So they're going to have their backup plan. Yeah, and then on top of that, the you know Vegas is like, wow, hold a hold the phone. Are there some major holes going on here with Oklahoma? And so they're backpedaling. Okay, well Texas may be 
you know, near ass, but Oklahoma just got the doors blown off of them by TCU. So, yeah, I, I think I could see this going maybe to a touchdown spread. Yeah. The interesting one for me is the total. So the total sitting at 65, which says, you know, obviously you're going to get a lot of touch, get a lot of scoring, but if you have a backup quarterback at Oklahoma and Oklahoma only scored 24 points last week. And then in Texas, the, you know, we had the, they had the shootout in at tech, you know, 65, maybe a little high there. So, yeah, I like, I agree. I like that, like that under there. Um, yep. Yeah. Backup quarterback. The only, the only thing is, is Texas's defense so bad that a backup can poke holes in it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. The 65 um, is high. Yeah, I agree. 65 is what you would expect for the two like starting quarterbacks to go out there. And that's not what it's on. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Kansas earlier, Kansas, uh, obviously playing TCU, um, TCU quarterback, Max Duggan, giving himself a real chance. I think, uh, with Heisman talk, at least to get on the plane to New York and, this is another one, super high total. You got the Cinderella story, and then you've got TCU that's 4-0 against the spread. Yep. With coming off a, a huge victory, do they drop here? Is there a little bit of a, a drop going against Kansas that they probably expected to be an easy game? This may end up being, like, one of the, the games of the week. Like, obviously, as an SEC fan, I'm really looking forward to, you know, Tennessee, LSU, that's going to be a good game. But – these two teams to me are very closely related in skill and ability. And so, I don't know. I thought, I thought it would be a little closer too. I think, you know, past experiences always come back when you're making decisions like this. And so you're going Kansas. Fucking Kansas, man. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, five and a half TCU. Like, but is Kansas the real deal? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, interestingly, so this is another one where the public and the sh- and the sharps are split. So public money is very much on the side of Kansas. Uh, you know, getting five and a half at home, uh, that total may go up a little bit. And then the the sharps very much on TCU. Um, Where's over probably a lot of because of Max Duggan's capabilities, and then they're also their ability to run the ball. Where's the money on the over under? I'm gonna say the over. Yeah, 61% of the money is on the over. So oh, another huge total, it's up to 68 points. So you're looking at having to get 10 touchdowns in the game in order to, to hit that spread. 61% of the money is on the over. All right, so we'll finish out Tennessee at LSU. Tell me this, Tennessee minus three under over under 62 what are your thoughts about this game oh both teams didn't expect them to be in this situation or scenario or ranked and yada 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 um tennessee being tennessee every year is their year and they're back they actually look decent they've got some some talent they have a hell of a quarterback um, and then, you know, LSU sucks and, you know, that's about that. But with their, you know, Kelly coming in and what are they going to do and all the weird hype kind of behind it, <clears throat> they've got some players too. They've got a hell of a defense. Uh, they're getting it done. And I think it's going to be a shootout. This, these teams too, in my opinion, are very similarly uh ranked as far as talent goes, but I think Tennessee is the the superior team and I expect them to get it done. Yeah, that's my thought as well. I was surprised by this line. Uh, obviously, uh, LSU's had a kind of an up and down season. So all the stuff that they have won, they aren't able to, uh, haven't really able to contribute into better performances the next week. So survived against Auburn. Obviously they dropped some, they dropped games early. Uh, There's been a lot of questioning about Kelly and all this kind of stuff. And how does he fit there? I I picture Tennessee, especially coming off of a bye week with a, with a higher number here. 
uh, it's again, this is where the the sharps and the uh, the public are are on opposite sides. Sharps are on LSU in a in an early kick in Death Valley, uh, but I just struggle with a with an extra week to prepare. I struggle with Tennessee not being able to make up a uh, you know a three point deficit here. Yeah, and I think the only thing that may be keeping LSU in it as far as the numbers go is this being in Death Valley. I mean, you look at it yeah. minus three. So you got to assume a couple of points are, are shaved off of that due to it being um, in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, yeah, They. I mean, they've looked fine, albeit they played Auburn last week, and that was kind of a shitstorm. Right. Um, and, you know – Auburn is Auburn fans are like, can we just please lose this season so we can get a new coach? Like, I don't remember who said yeah. it. They're like, the, it may have been you. It's like the uh, the only time that fans like want to actually lose is with this dude. Like, Harson's just a yeah. I mean, over this animal. off season, over the off season, they basically tried to fabricate a, a like a adultery like scandal. Uh, to come up with why they should fire him. Like shit, but, we're winning again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens at Auburn. But uh, before we pivot to the NFL, uh, it wouldn't be a drink at the episode without talking about some brewskis. So, what are you drinking tonight? Well, so it's officially October. So now I can officially publicly talk about Oktoberfest beers. Um, I've got a. Hofbrau Oktoberfest brewed since 1589. I think that's a pretty long time ago. So these guys um, have been doing it for a long time and they've been doing it right. I mean, this is, you know, you look, you Google picture of the quintessential Oktoberfest beer and then this, the, you know, the HB logo has got a pub up there. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty, pretty damn good beer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a staple at some point. Uh, so, Dak and I are gonna do we're gonna do a trip. This is gonna be when we make millions of dollars off the podcast. So we would appreciate it if you would share it once in a while, folks. Yeah, Twenty ninety two. Yeah, but uh, we'll do like a like a your trip to Europe to go to some famous battlefields. But one of the things that we will definitely do is Germany hit up the breweries and going back to, Hey, there's only four ingredients in beer and it's literally written into German law. Folks, you can literally not have more than four ingredients in call it a beer. If you live in Germany, because the Germans love rules. <laughs> Notice I said 1589, not like 1930 something. Yeah. They uh, they have blotted that that number out of their history books. Um, so oh, I am yeah. also drinking an Oktoberfest. Hey, look at us! Uh, this is from it's from Joseph Brow, Joseph Brow Brewing Company in California. Uh, it's all right. It's it's a good one. It's not like there's a uh, on Sunday. I'm going to a legit. German brewery in Kansas city called the KC beer company. I've talked about a couple of their beers on the podcast. So we I'm going there on Sunday to have a legit like, uh, Oktoberfest. Oh yeah. German style. So pretzels, cheese, rotwurst, chili worst. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. that. But in the meantime, I got a Joseph Brow be going you gotta uh have your fair share of wiener schnitzel mm, yeah yeah i'm not a super big fan of wiener schnitzel uh schnitzel in general uh I i'm bet, more of, i bet uh, i'm i'm more of a uh of uh um bratwurst guy but i appreciate your uh your uh joke there about wieners and me liking them I bet Lance Leopold likes Wiener Schnitzel. Mm. Can we? Yes. Uh, can we uh, talk some football? Yeah, let's. We'll pivot back quickly uh, to football. Go, so you're gonna go last week. Yeah, 
yeah, we can talk about last week NFL. Uh, other than the fact that, uh, as we've already talked, that Giselle and uh, Giselle and Tom Brady are getting divorced. What is was kind of your surprises in week four? Well, I would say off the top, um, the Rams don't look like the Rams or what people expected right. them to be. Yeah. I mean, when I saw I put money on Rams to cover plus two because I was like, well, Jimmy G and the Niners are not going to get it done. And um, I mean, I, I think Matt Stafford's a dude, but I mean, he had some some blown coverage interception wasn't his fault. Um, and then that that fumble at the end. Yeah. You know, that was that was a, a protection issue. But nonetheless, they did not look themselves. Cooper Cup did not have a touchdown. Um. And then somebody besides, you know, Cup and um, – oh, shit, what's his – what's the tight end saying? I can't think of his name. Higby. Um, yeah, Tyler Higby. Um, have to do something. So. Yeah. And you don't see Cam Akers. You know, they've got a – Yeah, uh, fuck. Split. Cam, I, got, I got Cam Akers in goddamn two or three uh, fantasy football leagues, and that son of a bitch, he's not even carrying goddamn water. And it I, is I'm, killing me. I, th- I thought this week was going to be his week, and I, I put some money on him to to be over on rushing yards. It was like 32 or some ridiculous shit, and he couldn't even get 32 yards. I pulled it up. I was like, is he even close? And motherfucker had like four yards. I was like, oh, great. So, yeah. Um, 18 touchdowns. 18 last year. Some bitch has one this year. <laughs> well, there's your, there's your biggest fantasy bust for sure. Yeah. Or at least one of them. Um, thanks, Cam. I thought, yeah, I, I thought that stood out. Um, here's something. Let's talk about this because, um, who who do the boys play next week? It's uh, they are playing the Rams. That's right. Yeah. So a relatively decent team. Um, so the Cowboys win against the Commanders. Yes. And Cooper Rush is now three and zero this this season, right? Four and zero, I think. As a starter, though, right? No, you're right. Three and zero. Yep, you're right. Three and zero as a starter. Yep. Yeah. So here's a here's a big thing to me. They bring Dak back next week against a decent team. Dak loses, maybe because it's not Dak's fault. Maybe it's because the Rams get their shit together. Right. That could be really bad on perception and from a fan base and a following. That this backup is now three and zero. You bring him back. And now he loses to the Rams. I, I feel like from a managerial standpoint, you have to be very careful about this. Um, but I'm in, to- I'm in total agreement with you. I'm in total agreement with you. I think, right. I think I'm in, I'm of the opinion. And I think you and I probably agree on this. You play the hot hand, right? Like this is the, you never, you, you don't touch your scope the morning before deer season. Like you, you play the hot hand, you keep the streak alive until Cooper rush proves that he can't get the job done. I think you, you go ahead and play him. And the only benefit is we're not, you're not bringing Dak back when he's maybe not at a hundred percent. He may think he's at a hundred percent, but bring him back when we're playing like some scrub team, right? And that that we, he can go out and throw for a million yards and really get his feet under him. Don't bring him back when you're playing the Rams, right? And then you know it really plays to the Cowboys' favor here because then you can. It's not because you benched him, right? It's because of an injury. So now you can say, "Hey, well, he's not ready yet." But really, you're playing the quarterback that's getting wins for you. So I doubt they do that because he's a multi-million dollar franchise quarterback, but. I think you have to look at things like that. No, I, I totally I, – I agree. And I think this is where Jerry Jones is the greatest and the worst enemy for the Cowboys. Because as soon as Dak got hurt and the initial thing came out that said that he needed screws and a plate and to get his thumb back together, uh, was that Jerry Jones said four weeks, right? He'll be back in four weeks. Everybody else is like, mm, it's going to be more like eight. Jerry Jones is like, nope, four weeks. So now you've got a guy who's an egotistical maniac like Jerry Jones that's saying, no, we, uh, he, we need him to get back in four weeks because that's what I said versus, right. hey, 
we don't have to rush to failure here. Let's go yep. ahead and, and wait until week seven when we're playing the Lions and then let Dak come back. Are you playing the Lions in week seven? Because that would yes. be impressive for you to just pull that out of your ass. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. I, I Yeah, we agree. Um, but it won't happen. And But I will tell you what. Cooper Rush is going to find himself as a starting quarterback if he fucks around long enough because he is getting it done and he looks good. Yeah. Um, and now that you prove yourself, people are going to come knocking. And salary cap-wise, Cowboys aren't going to pay him more. I don't know what his contract looks like, but I guarantee you that guy is going to be a starting quarterback. I hope he yeah. is. I mean, he, I think he's he's earned it. I tell you, I, I, I guarantee you that's one of the harder things to do is to come off of a bench, backing up of you know a franchise quarterback, household name like Dak Prescott, and get three wins in a row. It's very impressive. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, we are in complete agreement there. Um, another, uh, another interesting game last week that really piqued my interest, which will go into my lock of this week. Mm. is the Patriots and the Packers. Patriots and the backup quarterback. What is this? This guy's name is like Zinny or something it's like a, that? It's Zippy, but like it's, a, it's Mac Jones Jr., dude. If you look yeah. at this dude, I mean, they are. I, I said it immediately. I was like, wait, I thought Mac Jones is injured. Why is he on the field? Zappy, clone, doppelganger. Yes. So – Coming out of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, mm. Bailey, come on, kids. All right, let's just oh, have here a we little, go. little yep, PSA. Here we go. All right, let's have a little PSA here. All the Baileys Folks, out there, just turn us off right now. Yeah. If you are naming your, your child, all right, don't make me guess at the gender, okay? Oh, just I messed don't. that up. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make me guess. Like Dave, Dak, Karen, Susan, like Steve. Bailey. Who Bailey? Who Bailey Zappe? Is that how you say his name? Or Zape? He's Zappy. like a he's like a vape, but he's a Zape. I think it's Z- Zappy. Probably. Oh no. Yeah. Bailey, Bailey, yeah. Bailey got a mustache. Bailey getting it done out there. So good job on Bailey. Uh, wish you the best of luck. He's going to be playing again and uh, gets to make the old trip over to London. So, uh, but that that was a surprising one for me in how bad is Green Bay right now? I mean, this idea that they were going to be able to recreate their offense without Devontae Adams has just not materialized. Big back so fire. You've got a, you got a great, Pretty good defense, uh, but, you know, other than Alan Lazard's kind of come out on a couple games, but other than that, difficulties really stringing anything together. They have good rushing attack last game, but before that had basically nothing going on. So, uh, you know, Green Bay – you're three and one, but you got to be thinking, my God, uh, I'm not sure where we're going to be uh, coming up, you know, and uh, you got to be thinking to yourself, this is, we're in the danger zone here because we are not, you should have put that game away and it shouldn't have even been close. You're playing literally a third string quarterback from Western Kentucky and you weren't able, you had to go to overtime to do it. You can tell Rogers is pissed. Like he's just like that disappointed, like, Come on, kids, get your shit together. I mean, he's out there like a dad to these boys, and, yeah, he's not thrilled about it. You got wide receivers dropping balls. You got wide receivers that aren't running the routes right. It's just tough. But uh, speaking of London, though, I thought, I mean, maybe the game of the week was um, Saints-Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The kick – uh, it was like a damn pinball machine. It hit the hit the uprights like 14 damn times. That, that was a hell of a game. That was hey, a, and, and, a great game. And on that note, maybe didn't realize it, but I really dig in this waking up 9 o'clock in the morning straight into football. Um, now that I am my central – yeah, central time zone, 
pushes me an hour to the left. You basically wake up, drink your coffee, do a little something, something, and then like football is ready to rock and roll. So I am all yeah. about it. And so yeah. I will be looking forward to it next Saturday, Sunday. Especially, especially when you're, you're kicking out games like that. I mean, um, you know, what a, you know, the kicker hits a 60 yarder before that. Then you have some craziness ensue, then can tie it with a 61 yarder. And he had the leg for it too. I mean, that thing was going to be good for about 64, 65. And, uh, well, Lutz is a boss. Yeah. He's got a leg. Some bitch can kick. Right, um, any other games stand out before we go to next week? I mean, the, the Bills Ravens game was good, yeah. obviously. Um, how, how, was, how good is Josh Allen able to come back? I mean, you thought they were down and out of it. Ravens thought they were down and out of it. Think about this. Ravens are uh, Ravens have lost two games this this year. Cumulative between both games, they have trailed for 18 seconds. Jeez. That's a good, that's a good stat. I like that. That's crazy. Um, and hey. Harbaugh kicked the damn field goal, dude. I mean, I, I kind of respect it because you know you respect who Josh Allen is, but kick the fucking field. Yeah, any other time, I I like those play calls. I like the aggressiveness that, like I said several times before, like that's how I feel like I would be as a play caller, as a head coach. Put the ball in Lamar's hands, get the touchdown. But you needed points there. You needed yeah. points. Any other time, go for the touchdown. But, like, maybe that was the only one. But, you know, he he ate his words. He's like, hey, analytically it says one thing, should have kicked the fucking field goal. So, but, yeah, uh, I th- hey, I called that one. Bills did not drop two in a row. I was really scared that they were. I was wearing, like, my Bills, like, sweatshirt, and it's not sweatshirt season. And I was all, like, amped up and fired up and running around the house. And I was, like, sweating my ass off. But, hey, 23-20, we'll take it. Dub's a dub. All right, so looking at week five NFL, what games stand out to you? Uh, well, honestly, there's a lot of kind of trash games, um, but there's a couple that I think stand out. I think Philly and Arizona is going to be a hell of a game. Um, you've got two running, scrambling, young quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen's been getting it done. We said early on Philadelphia is, hey, watch out for them. And they are, I mean, they're the only undefeated team in the National Football League. Uh, they've got a pretty good defense. And then, I mean, Jalen Hurts is a stud. But then on the yep. other side of the ball, you got Kyler Murray with his legs, um, J.J. Watt. I mean, hey, J.J. Watt, do you, I mean, you see the, the J.J. Watt heart thing? Like, dude went into AFib. Someone leaked it, and he's like, yep, had AFib on Wednesday. Thursday, they shocked my shit. Sunday, I'm playing football. That's it. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It is it is really crazy. So I'm uh, I when I saw that, I was like, this has got to be fake. No, it's real. Uh, it goes back to, I guess, that uh, spirit of a, of a person when you're at that level, when you're kind of that kind of competitor. Yeah, he did. He did get a little emotional and it was like very humanist. I mean, JJ's the man. He I don't yeah. think many people would say like JJ's not a good dude, not a good competitor, not a good athlete. You know, he's like got a kid on the way and like life hit him quick. He's like, man, I am, you know, he's a specimen, you know, and like for everyone is fallible and like things can happen. And, you know, he's like, hey, life's important here and like get your shit in order. And so for anybody out there that needs to hear that, like, hey, make your priorities, uh, get them in line and get them up front because things can happen. But yeah, dude, well, I think Tom, that's a good game. Tom Brady didn't hear that message. So this is going out to you, Tom. You might want to hey. listen to old JJ. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he was like, shit. All right. JJ's worried about hearts and kids, and I'm worried about rings. So, all right, now's the time. Um, Sunday night's going to be a good game. I think uh, Cincy Ravens is going to be a great matchup. That's going to be like a boxing match. Tell me what you think there. Yeah. I, so, Cincy, from a defensive perspective, they they can't. They, they, they haven't been able to really protect the quarterback. And then, of course, the one time that I bet against them not being able to protect the quarterback, they protect the quarterback. It's so uh, well. Is, they did it so well. <laughs> so well. And it's just it's just bananas to me. So um, what I will say is uh, 
I, I, I struggle at the same thing looking at Lamar, the way that we talked about, um, the way we talked about Josh Allen last week. I, I'm, I'm on the same boat here. I don't see, especially at home, I don't see Lamar being able to drop another game. Um, so I, I, I do think that Baltimore comes out with their hair on fire. They got out early against uh, against the Bills. They let them come back. I don't think they're going to do that again. I, for Lamar, you got to feel for the guy, right? Because he did damn near everything to win that yeah. game. And he just has – just doesn't have the help. Now, you got J.K. Dobbins, who's able to run the ball now. Is Cincinnati going to be able to stop that? We'll see. Yeah, he looked Money. good. Dobbins, Dobbins had some some yards, dude. Money right now. So this is again. So follow the money. Bets are about split a little bit favoring Baltimore. Money though, it's all on Baltimore. The sharps are on Baltimore here to cover minus one. The total keeps dropping. So I think Baltimore is probably the play. I think that's very reasonable. I you know I oh Joey cool. I want him to do well, but I think they're outmatched and outgunned and. I agree with the back-to-back losses. Lamar's not going down. Yeah. Um, so let's get into uh, covering that. Let's get into some locks of the week. I'll start. I'll let you. I'll let you figure figure your stuff out. So I'm gonna go lock of the week, and I I love it when you can when you can. Big uh, pop. Uh, no. That too. Uh, so, but I really like games where you can like add all these like other factors into into it. So, New York Giants, Green Bay Packers. How many times have the New York Giants played in London? I'm glad you asked. They've played in London twice. They're two zero in London. How many times have Green Bay Packers played in London? Twice. Never. Zero. Green Bay ah, Packers I knew it. Never. Damn it. Green Bay Packers have never played in London. How good is the Green Bay Packers defense? It's top 10, except against the run game. They have struggled. They're in the bottom half of the league, averaging, giving up five yards per carry. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Who's the Giants running back? Saquad's Barkley, whose (laughs) legs are as big as fucking tree trunks. His legs are as big as Mirko Krokop's legs. Remember that dude? I sure Pride, do. Pride UFC, UFC 100. Didn't Krokop fight in that? Uh, fight, do you remember Frank Mir? He fought Frank Mir one time, and it was yes. just like a kick fest back. That's when I watched UFC actually, because those you know those dudes were machines. Sa- I remember Saquon's, watching Frank. Go ahead. Oh no, Saquon's quads are as big as your waist. Yeah, probably. I remember watching Frank Mir's forearms ex- forearm explode when he uh-huh. broke, got broke by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sports. It's sports, and we're all about beer life and sports. So, oh, uh, good timing. So, uh, eight. The total's at eight right now. I don't see Green Bay winning this by over a touchdown. They just took a third string quarterback last week, a third string quarterback, and took it. To, he took it to overtime. Daniel Jones is no fucking good in the prime time. When he's not in prime time, he's a, he's, he does okay. Plus, Green Bay can't stop the run. Saquon Barkley, I think New York covers here. They're three and one against the spread. Green Bay has not done well against the spread. They're batting 500. I'm going New York Giants to cover in London. And if I'm wrong, it's okay because I got the entire rest of the the NFL slate to get my money back. Especially on those mid games. Yep. All right. I'm going to, I've got a a lot that I kind of want to gamble on this week, but I'm going to, do uh, something that you don't do, and I'm going to bet on my team. Oh, God. Yep, and I'm going to publicly say it. So before – well, let me give you my lock first. Arkansas, Mississippi State, over under 59 and a half. That's low to me. That's very low. 
Arkansas will score some points. They've they have shown that they can put points on the board. And on the other side of the ball, you have Will Rogers and Mike Leach, who are going to sling the absolute shit out of it. Arkansas will figure out a way to make this close. And Mississippi State's tempo is going to put points on the board. So I'm taking the over at 59 and a half, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Now, I won't say this as my lock, but nine and a half is the, the spread here in uh, favor of Mississippi State. I don't see Arkansas getting beat by two possessions. Is it really? Nine and a half? Yeah. That's huge. Oh, dude, opened at three. Yeah. It's gone up to nine and a half. Is there an injury there or might something, be something going on I in Arkansas? Know. That is a – I'm glad you brought that up. That is a huge number. Yeah. Wow. And, and I don't – Mississippi know. State is not that good. They had over 100 yards of penalties last week. I'm sorry that, that Texas A&M cannot fucking, like, get any kind of offense together. I mean, I broke my Gooder sunglasses last oh, week. Oh, no. Oh no! Not on purpose. Not on purpose. I don't tell. I don't care what my wife tells me. But I did not break them on purpose. But they did break as a result of a drop touchdown by Texas A&M. So my hands went in opposite directions, holding my gooders, and it should happen. Yeah. Muhammad Ibrahim, <clears throat> you owe me fifty dollars for gooders because you can't fucking catch a wide open touchdown. Mississippi State lost to LSU, and not very close. They're not that good. They are not good. <clears throat> but they'll All put right? points on the board. I'm telling you. Bet the over. They will. And then if you're feeling froggy, bet Arkansas to cover here. Man, 79% um, of the money it's on Mississippi State to cover as well. I wonder if those were early bets, though, when it was three and what the what the looks like now. But, whew. All right. That's an interesting one. I also think I will put money on uh, Tennessee to cover at two and a half. I think they beat LSU pretty handily. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Is that your lock? No, my lock's the Arkansas uh, oh, State over. over. Arkansas over. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have Biden, I'm gonna have two next week. Uh, Tennessee, eighty three percent of the money is on Tennessee to cover, and I think that's a that's a damn good number. Especially seeing this is an early kick, right? It's not like oh. you're playing nighttime in Death Valley. So my lock of the week is the Tennessee Volunteers to cover. <laughs> um, I don't know what time this game is. I think it's an early kick. Or maybe it's an afternoon kick. It's an early game. They're fools. They, they do not do well in Death Valley. 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Well, them boys are starting to drink at like 6 in the morning. Who said? All right, what else should we talk about? I think that's it. Can't get drunk unless you start all day. That's what you're gonna say, wasn't it? Somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. You can't get you can't get drunk unless you yeah, unless you drink in the morning. There's a song that I wrote that uh, somebody stole out there about that, but (laughs) maybe I'll play it for you sometime. Oh, I hope. All right, bud. Yeah. Uh so our safety brief this week, last week it was bet your mid-game bets. Hopefully you listened and you were able to make your money. I am not doing bad poorly in my betting. Okay. I'll just have that be known. I'm just doing really poorly on my bets on this show, but that doesn't mean we're not turning it around, baby, with Saquon Barkley this week. Um, however, this is the safety brief of the week. Know when you're on top. And know when it's time to hang it up. When you won, when you've done a real good, you've done real good, and you're thinking about <laughs> doubling down on the Hawaii game. Do you're it. up, you're up 10 units on one on, on Saturday, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna put all 10 on the Hawaii game. Just sit tight. Just sit tight and say, you know what? We'll we'll bet it on the NFL tomorrow. Know when to hang it up, otherwise you might find your ass divorcing someone that has more money than you do. You lose your game, you double down on ping pong on a Monday night at midnight. 
You just like figure the, your shit out. It's like balls of fury, uh, you know, <laughs> like darts or something like that. Yeah. I mean, do what you got to do as long as you do it responsibly. Uh, I want sponsored by Trojan condoms. That's right. I want to put money on who's going to be the next Pope. So no <laughs> one should listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one should listen to me about shit with gambling. <laughs> was it like a long shot? Was it like Arnold Schwarzenegger plus 80,000? It was something like 50 ridiculous. cents to win a million. Hey, I picked the one where I was like, the current Pope does not die. One to a, uh, 120. He's just there forever. That would be a hell of a gambling scandal. If, if the Vatican was like, look, boys, all right. I know that we're all rich. And we all have like deep, dark secrets in the closet. But look, what about one more? We're going to we're going to look like my, the Miami Hurricanes in the 1980s. There's <laughs> it's it's plus 80,000 that Arnie is named Pope. Let's throw a <laughs> hondo on each of those and then let's name Arnie Pope. Wouldn't put it past. Him. Hey, Rome, Rome Catholic Church, pretty damn corrupt past. Yeah. Uh, oh, what not, the fuck? not great. They heard me. Okay. All right, dude, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go drink a beer and call it a night. All right. This has been a lot of fun. We'll see you later. All right. See you. Peace.